great forehand. All right. We good? We on? Awesome. Okay. Well, Frank, welcome to the real podcast, my friend. I'm excited to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Um, and this time last year, we're close to this time. I was doing a Zoom with you during COVID in the middle of quarantine, and you couldn't figure out the Zoom. You were like, <laughs> and you had two phones going. You're looking over here. Um, but last time we did the Zoom, I was wearing a shirt, and I wanted to wear that shirt again in remembrance of our good times. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> thank you. I don't remember that. He's probably like, why is he wearing a jacket? I was wondering in, why you're wearing a jacket in June. <laughs> Y'all were okay. matching matching uniforms. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'm your awesome. newest I'm well, your newest employee now. Yeah. So well, welcome. Um, for those that don't know, Frank Frank is the owner of Frollo's Bar Three Hundred One and whatever else you own. Um, but more importantly, Frank is an advocate for the community, a humble, good man, and a good friend for all of us. And Estevan, who I've known for a long, long time is a close friend of all three of us. And so what better way to converse than on the real podcast? So welcome both of you guys. We'll keep it real. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> and you. Esteban actually used to work with Frank. In what like, year? Like 1998? <laughs> I think uh, he would remember more than, than I do. Was I on the A-team? Was I one of the first? We opened close in 04. 04. How old and were you? I was you 14. Might remember. Right. As, as young as you can be as an employee in Texas. Correct. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're dealing with something like that, you know, watch, I'll share some of that. Yeah. That incidents or whatever it is that we're dealing with. Yeah. Somebody kind of noticed a few young ones working up for all those. And sure enough, we got a, a visit by the uh, labor department. Wow. Um, wow. Let's, let's start back. Let's kind of start from the beginning. And then I want to go through COVID and then I want to go through what we're dealing with now. Cause I feel like now is a pretty hot topic, but how did you and Lori get started? What's what's the story behind that? How, how much time do we have? Oh, uh, we got we got a lot <laughs> <Okay>. of time. <laughs> wow! But give me the cliff note version of it. Right, um, two thousand four. That's when we opened. In two thousand two, I got laid off after nine eleven. I was working in Germany for a big defense contractor, little one called Lockheed Martin. You know, build airplanes, work on aircraft. That's my trade. That was my training. But always in the back of my mind, I think due to my dad, always had the entrepreneur spirit, always wanted to sell something, flip something, buy it, and make some money. To me, it's not necessarily the, the earnings, it's the challenge of making it happen, you know. Um, there's some kind of sense of pride of, oh wow, either I helped someone, I was able to buy it because the, ne the person needed to sell it, and then somebody was looking for it. So I think I'm good on connecting people whether it's through an item or just a, a handshake. Um, I couldn't find any jobs in the, in the area, in my field, which was aviation. And uh, back when I was in, in the Navy, I had a coffee shop and a pizza shop. So the coffee shop was way ahead of the, the curve, kind of like I was doing what they're doing now. I was doing the pour overs. I was doing the pretty flower on top. I mean, <laughs> back in the day, 1995, there were only six Starbucks. So I could have either easily purchased or apply to get one franchise from Starbucks or just do it on my own. Now, thinking back, I should have done, you know, the Starbucks <laughs> franchise, sell it or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. But there's some sense of pride, like I said earlier, doing it on your own. Um, I sold two classic cars that I did. I didn't go to any bank. I picked up $53,000 
by selling two cars and then there we go so that was open for about from 95 to i closed it i closed that in 1990 late 1998 during 97 i opened i took over the pizza ship the pizza restaurant next to us but but at 1998 i got into an accident or i was in a fight I was still on the reserve and I broke my neck. So that forced me to close the restaurant and that forced me to close the coffee shop. Oh, wow. So I went back to school and I was recruited by Lockheed Martin. After 9-11, I came back and uh, I re-met Lori uh, <laughs> somewhere at a bar. She was with some friends and I happened to remember her name. And uh, we just kind of went from there. And I was supposed to go back to either Aviano in Italy or Spain down Germany. But we went to war, we lost our contract, and now, holy shit, I gotta get a job. Yeah. I worked for SeaWorld uh, as a diver. I used one of my trades, you know, to stay afloat, to make a living. And um, Lori and I kind of got into it seriously and you know, one thing led to another, we got engaged. And uh, I remember my father-in-law saying, hey, I support you 100%. And he was in business. So, so we both come from entrepreneurs families. families. And uh, she's, he said, I support you 100%. I don't care if you're pumping gas in a gas station. I remember this. My car wouldn't start when I went to talk to him. So my sister had to drop me off <laughs> to go ask for my you know, hand in marriage. Wow. So I was like, okay, sister, we're here in a minivan. And uh, I went and <laughs> talked to him. I set up a meeting. I had to get a meeting, you know, before I talked to my father-in-law. And uh, he said, just, hey, take it one. I know you're trying to reopen your pizza shop and uh, take it one day at a time. I said, sure. He said, I'll support you 100%. Either get married or open your restaurant. I said, okay. So we can marry in 03. We open six months later. So wow. I'm glad I listened. Yeah. So so what what the pizza? So what was the love behind the pizza? Like, there's got to be a reason why your y'all's pizza is the best. Well, thank you. Uh, and it is the best. I will say that. I, well, I, I appreciate that. You know, I want to say it's different than others. Uh, some items are better than others, but it's it's all up to people's taste and uh, experiences. So. Pizza just happened to be what was needed in the area. Uh, we even looked into sushi. There was nothing in the area. We used to live across the street from uh, from the restaurant, and there was nothing in, in Lima Springs. It was just Rudy's, and yeah. back then it was Albertsons before H-E-B, and also Angelo's. Well, Angelo's had good pizza, but they all they closed at 8 p.m. Mm. So I said, okay, well, let's do this you know maybe i can sell 30 pizzas in one day it was it'll be my my brothers my mom will make the dough and i'll deliver something like that so three nice. brothers and a and a mom making dough well i opened we did my wife and i travel from coast to coast eating pizza literally i mean we went to the best <laughs> pizza places italian restaurants that's a hell of a trip right uh, <laughs> We went to Boston, Northern, we went to Chicago, we went to Phoenix, Arizona, San Francisco. I mean, it was just, all we did was eat. And everybody that we talked to, 
we just picked their brain, you know, and we started dissecting what is it that we like about this place. Um, so that was some good uh, research. business plan or, yeah. or research. Uh, did my numbers on one piece of paper and they looked okay. <laughs> uh, so I was basically just buying myself a job. That's, that's a lot of people, you know, when you, when you start so small, you're, you're just buying yourself a job because you cannot find anything else. Mm-hmm. So we went two years without, you know, getting paid, just eating pizza a lot and saving money and making, making sure that the place took off. So, um, I was just eager to open and, uh, I refurbished the building with my friends literally overnight working day and night and um, my wife had a great job good corporate america job and uh, i needed i needed her help once we opened i even spray paint on a banner not even we didn't have a sign we spray painted frados here's a phone number (laughs) we deliver i wish i would have yeah kept that um so that was in 04 and after after we opened we've been playing catch up yeah, I don't, I don't think we have been ahead of the game, ahead of the restaurant. There's always something that just completely um, swallow us whole. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just plan for what's coming next. Oh, such and such holiday is coming. Uh, we're going to have this special. No, no, we're just trying to you know, survive the day because 30 pizzas that I was planning on selling a day, now it's 30 pizzas an hour. Well, I think the biggest difference between y'all and a lot of other places is the fact that you're able to actually create that that small town feel experience in the f- vicinity you're at. Like when you walk up, you park, and it's not even a paved parking lot. It's just like you're parking on gravel. It's like you're pulling up to grandma's house, and you're just ready to eat some pizza and hang out with some people. And there's live music going. You get a bar there, and you get another bar next to it. I mean, when you go, what's what's the first thing that you're experiencing when you first pull up? Like you've been there for a long time well not anymore man but i'm trying to think back of the times yeah. that i've been there recently and the times that and I've how been it's there changed when it first opened it's gone through like five different iterations wow. of frollos um i remember when the inside was completely remodeled was like maybe 10 or 15 tables is now shrunken down but it opened up the bar it has the wine bar behind it um but Going in there, the five tables. I wish I had fifteen tables. Five tables. <laughs> five tables. Maybe fifteen people. You had the yeah. you had the wine rack. Now you have a wine bar. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is much better. Um, but going into just the experience of walking in there, you you have an open kitchen, so you can actually see who's b- mm-hmm. back behind the kitchen, who's cooking in there, um, watching them toss the dough. And I think that's where I actually saw the appeal of maybe this is a good opportunity for a first job when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seeing the action happen in real time and watching the wait staff go out and helping, helping all the tables. And then I think Frank, you bring part of the experience to it when you're actually going in and interacting with your customers and checking in on the community. Um, I think that's what really sets the tone for somebody who's looking for not only the experience of having a good pizza, but also having a good experience when they're at a restaurant. Yeah, because I mean, everybody, I mean, I'm, when I eat there, you walk to each table and it's like the entire restaurant knows you. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's something kind of cool. Like, you don't get that everywhere. When the owner walks up, hey, how you doing? You guys didn't take care of. That is part of the experience that separates y'all from a lot of people. And like you said, there's not that in this area. There's nobody doing what you guys right. are doing, which is awesome. Well, I, think, I wish, um, regardless of the food or the type or, I think 
the whole experience. You have to put it all together. Uh, you know, so if you go and the food is great, you know, you go back. If the food, I mean, if the food and the service are up to par, you know, you love that place. There's people would rather not go back for service than for the food. Mm -hmm. So the food can be uh, half half ass, but they get such great service that hey honey, let's go back to the place. Oh yeah. my god, I hate that food. I hate the spaghetti meatballs. I hate that. I was like, yeah, no, but you know, Mandy or Sarah or whoever the server is, they're just so nice. I love the music. I love sitting out over there. I love to I love to sit under the trees. Mm -hmm. So I knew. I mean, I don't remember which pizza place was open. I mean. Uh, before me, uh, maybe rooms. I mean, I'm not counting any uh, corporate guys. Uh, yeah. There was uh, Florio's on Broadway, which we like. And we started going over there too, uh, just to see uh, what it was and what they were doing. Right. And, but uh, I want to sell the whole experience. I want to sell. You know, I know it's probably cheesy when people say, oh, but everybody knows your name. But it, it became where everybody knows your name. Uh, people will come in to pick up to do a carry out and if they happen to see somebody from the neighborhood they would just wave the other per person will wave back and say come over sit with us and this there's a reason why we didn't do four top tables mm. there's a reason why we put eight tops and two people per bench so it kind of gets this coziness I mean, people right now hating our tables because they're old. Yes, I know we have to, <laughs> to switch them, but the company that we got them from, they're they're still closed uh, due to COVID. Yes, wow. I can do other other style tables, but there's a reason why there, there's nostalgic about families getting together. Yeah, nobody gets together anymore for dinner, uh, breakfast, or lunch, or regardless of culture. You know, I, I used to be one of one of them where I had to go home and if I was in town. I would go and have either, either one meal, lunch or dinner with my family, sit down, and then just the job just kind of swallow you now, it takes over, and oh, I don't have time for that. Or you yeah. just eat standing up because we're, we're in this rush, rush thing, you know. But uh, so the, the experience, the, the old 100, 100 year old building, <laughs> gravel parking lot, and yes, it keeps changing somehow you know, so. <laughs> how did uh how i, I mean i kind of know a little bit of the story of bar 301 but how did that come about like what was what was that beginning of of let's do a bar next to the pizza place now uh, about those buildings in 08 or 07 so if we opened in 04 three that three years later i got the opportunity to purchase those buildings and i said i'll probably do something one day since we were at byob of Rallo's, and everybody would go to HEB because there was not nothing else in the area. I figure, okay, so maybe I just do a small wine sale, and um, they go next door and pick it up um, and bring it to Frollo's. Mm -hmm. So I do a sale, and then I charge you BYOB. Mm. So I guess call it double dipping, <laughs> but that was part of the business because yeah. I could not get my license at, at Frollo's. Well, some day I told my wife, I was like, hey, let's just turn this into a little wine bar or some kind of bar because we're farther away. So in Texas, you got to be 300 feet away for uh, to sell liquor or 300 feet away. And that's property line to property line. Now, for all of us in, tw in 2010, we were able to get our license when I went to apply for the bar. 
So we got that one first, and we put the bar idea in the back burner. And uh, I said, you know what, let me do, uh, let's separate carry out and delivery in one of those buildings so I can concentrate on dining, so I can go faster on dining, so I can turn the tables faster. And it's, it was working out. Once the construction started behind us, that really hurt the business on top of uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash and all these guys starting. So that's when we started, I went from having six drivers to now none. So uh, I think that hurt a lot of uh, delivery business. Uh, it's increasing wages. I know we're kind of jumping into that, but um, so I, I talked to my wife and I said, hey, let's do a bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we apply and we're literally around 312 <laughs> feet from the school. <laughs> <laughs> so on paper, Frados is farther than 301. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Though. I mean, it, it creates such an environment. Like I was, I brought a, a buddy there for the first time. I, was, I, I saw you like last weekend or last week. He had never been. I said, cool, I should get some pizza. So we sat down and we're eating and I order a beer, I order him a beer. We're eating. He's loving the pizza, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. You want to go out somewhere? And he goes, yeah, let's go to a bar. So let's walk to a bar. <laughs> we, we just walk like, like a hundred feet to a bar. And so he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a bar right there. It's same kind of same company creates two different environments now you can eat dinner have your drinks get a little tipsy finish your your night at the bar and it kind of makes the whole night fun to stay in there um so that's that's something he thought was really unique in the experience of everything but i want to jump the guns i can i can kind of feel that we probably should and i can sense it when i was there was that the place was so busy and i see every worker just hustling and i'm like okay either one they're short-staffed or they're just crazy busy to where everybody's just running so what's what's going on now? Like I, I, I know that the whole work thing was kind of like a the last month was a little different than it was now. And it, so what's your experience? What's the story behind this? I'm curious now. Well, um, yes, we were short staff, and uh, for us, it's very hard to to prepare or to plan ahead when it comes to how many people to put on the schedule. Mm-hmm. When you were there, two thirty tops. Came in, just walking in. Nobody does that anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go to silo across the street or like, hey, room for 30? The whole place will be filled up. <laughs> so we can sit around close to 300 on our patio. So I guess they feel that it's okay because we have the room. Well, I think we should have put somebody on a way. I think we should have just stalled because the kitchen could not keep up. That's where you see everybody running around like a chicken with the head cut off. We call it control chaos. Yeah. And so, and that's what it is. So it takes somebody to start juggling and moving uh, the pieces around like a, like a chess game. And if the dining is kicking your ass, now you have to slow down your carry out. I always think that the, the priority should be dining, carry out, delivery. And the person who is staying home should be the last person to get the food. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, that's what's happening. Uh, I think COVID has a big impact on on employment. Um, the bar have 14 or 15 employees, and now from the original 15, only uh, two or three came back. Mm-hmm. Little by little, the bar or the front of the house is is increasing. Uh, Frollo's didn't lose many, you know, because they're younger. A lot of the uh, parents didn't want them to work there because 
we were called quote quote essential so mm -hmm. we were able to stay open um, but the dining was closed so we had to use everybody to kind of do something we were even bagging um, produce and selling eggs I mean the inside of the restaurant became like a small supermarket <laughs> <laughs> which came in handy honestly it came in handy yeah. right right I know um, and we were able to deliver more than just pizza yeah you know uh, to to those people in need that due to medical reasons you know they were more fearful of going out but this COVID pay and unemployment pay just stay and linger for too long uh, I think people got used to not working and um, I'm glad that that's about to end this week and hopefully people will start to reach out you know um, I know many friends that closed down their business due to lack of uh, employment because at some point somebody needs to or wants to throw in the towel mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not there yet because I, I, I enjoy working but um, you start giving up or rethinking the opportunities that you had in the past before COVID oh I'm going to open two more restaurants I'm going to do one more in Bernie. I'm going to do another bar. And the concept still there. I finished the building back in November and still just closed, collecting dust because I don't have enough staff. The idea was to overhire, overstaff a Frollo's and start picking and choosing mm -hmm. to take to the other place. Or oh, I'm not, if I interview 10, one works, the other one quits. It's just so hard. And, um, and is that due to the unemployment thing? Is that is that because absolutely they're getting? Oh, absolutely. Okay, they, they were they were getting or they're still getting some free money mm -hmm. that it equals to you know x amount of money uh, per hour, uh, depending on what you were doing in the past. But the restaurant business, I mean, if it was three hundred seventy-five or three hundred fifty, I don't know how much uh, you're getting or they were getting. I mean, so. People fight or the unemployment. Uh, we have won every case because it's not fair that they come in, they work for one week, and then they go and file unemployment. They'll blame it to the business. They blame it on not feeling safe. Um, so it just became this really nasty uh, habit of not working and just getting free money. Right. So. At some point, they need to rethink and say, okay, you know what? I don't feel good about myself just sitting at home. And it's more of an ethical or moral thing to do. Uh, or economic, other, economical other thing to do. Well, oh, absolutely. But <laughs> yeah. the, where I'm going is that some people were forced to raise their uh, salaries or their hourly wages in order to kind of have some retaining, right. retainment of employees. Uh, the job didn't change. Making the dough did not change. Putting sauce on the pizza did not change within a few months. You know, you still do the same physical or it's not, it's not a non-skill uh, position. I'm not asking you to cook a medium rare steak and really watch <laughs> what you're doing. No, you're just basically in an assembly line. You put sauce, cheese, toppings, and it goes in the oven. Yeah. So why would I raise my, my, my wages? you know, drastically 
And what people are not understanding is that we have to take it to the, um, to the customer. So the cost of food is through the roof right now. Really? Absolutely. So I think uh, by the end of this year, more restaurants are starting to rethink why in the hell did I, why am I doing this? Yeah. Because it's way too much work for, for the reward, whether it's economically, the stress, the time away from family. Mm -hmm. um, it just takes so much away from you. So, so I hope not, you know, knock on wood that they're not dropping like flies. So, yeah. Well, from the outside looking in, like, I mean, I don't know behind closed doors or what's going on in the workforce back there, but from the eater going into a restaurant, it's like, man, this place is busy. They're, they must be doing really well. Like you kind of just assume like people are going to restaurants now, the place is busier that restaurants themselves are growing more as a business. But I guess what I don't see on the outside looking in is the, the control chaos. And then also like, the fact that employees are either leaving, coming in, leaving, coming in, and you can't predict the size of the party that's going to come in like you did the other night was 2.30 tops. That's crazy. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Just, just walking in. I was supposed to be working at the bar. Or I was supposed to be working on paperwork, but you can't. You just cannot step away. And, you know, if I had a, a wish, you know, and a request to people is just to be patient, be, have patience to, to the restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or give them more grace or I don't know what I'm asking, but they're just venting for the absolutely, I mean, reviews hurt people, yeah. reviews hurt restaurants. And, uh, I forgot what one customer told me or every time I come here, they, they screw up my order. Every time I come here, they screw up my order. And this is happening at another restaurant now, Fralos. I'm sure we do it too. Uh, so stop going. Yeah. So if that's your comment to the to the customer, to the every time I come here, you screw up my order. So stop coming. <laughs> so, but don't go and vent because it happens. I mean, they complain of Fralos for the gravel. They complain for the tables. They complain because it's crooked. I mean. They complain for the flies. Give me a break. Yeah. We also eat what outside. Do, what do they keep going back? <laughs> Everything. Right. So, and there goes a review. Yeah. You know, that, that's the, the hard part right now. And I was talking to Stefan the other day. I know there, there are so many and out there feeling the same about the reviews and the venting of people. Yeah. Oh, I waited two and a half hours. So stay home and cook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if you don't want to listen on the patio, <laughs> listen to music. Yeah. Get out. Because everybody's been cooped up at home mm. for so long. I understand. People want to do it on the patio. I'm not saying no to business. I'm saying come and relax. Don't ruin your own night. Just be patient. And just be patient. Mm -hmm. So we have to retrain. I mean, oh, but it's just one pizza. Well, I'm sorry. There's 50 in front of you. What do you mean it's going to take two hours? There's 50 in front of you. I'm not going to jump, you know, move things around just so you can get your pizza sooner mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So we had to shrink our menu. We had to take items from the menu because the kitchen used to run with eight or nine people. Now it's running with four, three, two people on a Tuesday. I yeah. think you were there on a Tuesday. 
Yeah. Weren't he's you? Like, he's like a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, three crazy. people. <laughs> right. So, and that, that's impossible. Yeah. Oh, how come you don't have lasagna? There's, I, I mean, I can find it. If Stefan has something to do, uh, uh, to say, I'll find this review that my wife sent me. I say, why you do that? Why you send me a, re- a review? <laughs> as soon as I woke up or before I go to bed about a guy that is complaining that we don't have powdered sugar <laughs> and pecans for the cheesecake and all we have is pizza. Hmm. Interesting. At a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so what happened with, uh, you said, I don't know if we can get into this or not, but the, somebody came to investigate on labor. On, okay. So, like Stefan said earlier, you know, Texas allows, uh, allows you to work. Employment, you know, employment, 14, you know, 14 yeah. and oh, up. Know 14. 14. 14 and up, and you, you have to follow certain rules. Happy my and, dad didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, go back wh- how many years? For it. I was looking for it. I, yeah. I was going there from maybe 10, 12, all the way leading up to it. And t- going back to that experience piece, yeah, my parents were there having their dinners with their friends. And I had my friends, and when my friends didn't show up, I wanted to go see what was going on in the kitchen. And uh, I, I kept seeing there to be an opportunity for more employees. Uh, like you were mentioning, there's mm-hmm. always more opportunity for more employees to be doing things to make the experience for the for the customers better. And uh, yeah, I, I kept uh, begging Frank, and he was like, "You're not 14 yet. You're not 14 yet." But right, but and you, uh, your friend Stefan Schluter, you know, yeah. and his family's entrepreneur, and they, I remember he was 10 years old, and he just wanted to pick up trash or to take a pizza to a table or just walk around Something. and. Yeah. Something. I mean, whatever happened to, hey, I want to teach my son, you know, some work ethic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you think how back in the day, I mean, a teenager or a, God, not even a teenager, maybe a, somebody my son's age, he's 10, they will wake up and they probably go and help their father in the field. Mm-hmm. But now it's all politically and <laughs> watch over. But yes, um, so we have hired and employed uh 14 and up, you have to follow some regulations. You know, you have to, they can only work X amount of hours. They have to be off by a certain time. Um, they cannot grab a knife. They cannot do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow. But, so, pick up trash, take a pizza out. I mean, but they're having fun. Mm-hmm. I just dropped off a check to one of my neighbor's uh, son. He's 15. Wow. He was thrilled here on his first paycheck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and I think somehow, I, I mean, I, I hope that I'm teaching that they don't want to do that for the rest of their life. Or I don't want to, you know, uh, I, it's a very hard uh, job. And it's, your lifestyle is completely different. Yes, it can be fun. It's <clears throat> adrenaline driven. But I, I hope that I can... You know, people think and say, holy cow, I'm not going to do this for, you know, this is, yeah. this is hard. Okay, dad, I go back to school. <laughs> so, so somebody must have complained and say, hell, you know, that place has a lot of kids. Um, I even get letters from their parents. Hey, write, write a letter saying that your daughter or son is okay to work here. And uh, they get dropped off. Um, they go and pick him up, things like that. But we just, within... Three hours, we had all the the push of a button. We pressed a report. Here's everybody's mm-hmm. 
you know, hours, but it's just another headache to deal with. Yeah. So we send everything back. We haven't we haven't heard from from the person yet. You know, I hope I don't. You know. Yeah. But we comply, and uh, I think somebody just uh, wanted to say something. That's ridiculous. And that's I mean, when I first introduced you, my biggest thing was. Yes, you're a business owner. Yes, you know you, you you run these businesses, but you're also an advocate for the community. And I think my wife and I really, you know, enjoyed and appreciated that during that time of COVID. It's kind of when I got to know you really, really best was when you were doing things for the neighborhood, for the community that nobody else was. And that that to me struck out. And even to this point, you know, you're not having all the staff come in. So what do you do? You go back to community and say, "Did anybody have yeah. kids that are 14 and up that want to work, want to yeah. learn a little responsibility?" And that's what you, you're still getting back in a time where, well, you probably need most help. And it's like when I was a kid and I was serving at restaurants, I, I did exactly what you said. I was like, I never want to do this again. Like I, I want to go, I need to go to school. I need to find some other career, but it taught me work ethic, responsibility, and honestly, teamwork and camaraderie. Like there's so much to learn in the restaurant industry. Correct. And that's, it's an academy for all this. Yes, <laughs> it really is. Well, I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's funny you said that because, uh, Probably it's like high school and then your other job is like college. Mm-hmm. So you take your college a little bit different mm-hmm. and more seriously. But Frolos is the fun thing you remember, like high school. People always talk about high school. Oh my God, that was my high school sweetheart. Oh, I did that in high school. I played football in high school. But you really don't say that with that energy about, you know, university or college. And uh, you always remember your first boyfriend, girlfriend, your first job, your first car, uh-huh. you know, your first job. So there was some connection there, but uh, yes, giving back to the community, I think has been the one is our nature, both my wife and I nature. I mean, we, from rescuing dogs to uh, volunteering to, with the San Antonio Food Bank and mm-hmm. uh, American Cancer Society and some other zoo. Uh, uh, San Antonio Zoo, yeah. as much as you can, we, we've helped. Um, we, I mean, even the drive, I was telling, that's my before you came, the drive through Fiesta to my family, to me, Alana, during the time when she was pregnant, was just like a day for us to get out of the house. Absolutely. Like, gosh, I, I, I look back on the day, yeah. I'm like, that was a blessing because Alana was pregnant, she was miserable at home, we've been stuck at home for a long time, and yeah. it gave us an excuse to get out of the car and go and just hang out and feel normal for it a little bit. Right. And I planned that together with uh, uh, Tim Mora from San Antonio Zoo in about two, three days. <laughs> and say, hey, what if we do this? And and <laughs> and San Antonio Zoo was the first one to do drive through, mm-hmm. so it kind of yeah, that's you true. know, s- spin off from there, and 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 it worked out. Um, a, a lot of people, uh, it helped, and um, I'm glad that we were able to you know raise some money for San Antonio Zoo for the San Antonio Food Bank. It was so freaking hot. I was wearing a gorilla suit running around. <laughs> Literally. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, just awesome. to create some kind of a show, you know. A, a attraction. Some attraction. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the line went past Rudy's. Um, yeah, I did a drone video for that. And the, the line yeah, was, I remember God, that. It was, but it was so fun. I was like, we should do that again. He yeah, was like, but yeah, giving back to the community <laughs> and staying connected, I think, has been the, the most uh, uh, productive way of uh, advertisement I, I mean people remember the good things I was actually uh, uh, with a friend of mine Dr. Arredondo and he was a volunteer he's retired but he was a volunteer for uh, vaccination 
mm. and I was the first restaurant to to donate. God, I, I forgot how many pizzas uh, down to to the Alamo Dome. I was in, you know, I was interviewed interviewed by Cannes Five. We made the news, and it was just something to to help, you know, the first responders and to kind of uh, put your two cents. Yeah. Well, what was very upsetting about that is that out of something good, two days later, I'm being really uh, watch or whatever the war may be at the bar. Somebody complained that we were not uh, keeping social distancing. And uh, from one ticket to another, uh, you know, two, three thousand dollars later, 11 tickets because somebody felt that you were too close to somebody else. But if you watch all my videos and cameras that I to protect myself because I knew that was coming. And when I spoke to the police people, I said, I'm here to, to help the community. I'm, I'm removed tables. I didn't, and this is already open, you yeah. know, and people complain. And of course the city has to come and do their job. When other bars downtown that, you know, are not following or we're not following the social distancing because right away we did our homework. My managers went to do those things and uh, they're still, I'm sorry, they harass you. So I sat down with uh, with the police officers and I said, hey, look, it really bothers me that you think it's not about the ticket mm-hmm. and it's not about the, the fine. Yes, that's going to suck because the bar... You know, I wasn't making as much money, but it bothers what you think about me. It bothers that you think that I'm breaking the rules, you know, and that you think that about me. Yeah. I have a lot of police officers and friends, and they all came to my rescue. It's like, who's doing that? Who's who's over there? Let me see who's... Because that wasn't my intention. That wasn't... That's not... That's not me. Yeah. And uh, I think I really got to them when I closed the doors in the office. Remember, they're there because we're too close to each other. But there's seven police officers in one 10 by 10 room and plus me. Yeah. So with no mask. <laughs> so, but, and, and that's fine. I, I mean, that's, they were doing their job. Yeah. Some 20 people were doing their job. But I think that your name and your... If, if it's going to be a legacy to my son or to whoever, it's like, hey, you know, I always did good. Uh, I tried to help the community. Uh, I was there for everybody uh, using my platform mm-hmm. uh, to reach out to others. So, and I will continue to do it so as, as much as I can. Yeah. You know. So what's the plan whenever, you said this week is kind of when that employment thing kind of ends or hopefully will end? June 26th. Thank you, Greg Abbott. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. is it going to be a hiring frenzy or what's the... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think if people are coming out to apply to whatever industry, they should have done it a month ago when it was announced. Right. Because I wish that we can have that pick and choose. Hey, where have you been doing 
what have you been doing the past year? Oh, I was at home uh, doing unemployment. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. I want to be on that driver's seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, because now they're picking and choosing. Oh, no, I'm not going to go there. We had an employment, uh, uh, a lady, a girl that said, I'm tired of sitting at home. I'm ready to work. And I, and I thought to myself, holy cow, it took one year yeah. for this person to, <laughs> it's a long spring one break. year yeah. to realize that she was tired of sitting at home. Yeah. Okay. She lasted five days. She said that we were too busy. What? Yeah. So people are spoiled. Sorry. Yeah. Making, that's making, crazy. Making some free money. And is it both? Is it Frollo's and Bar 301 or just? Absolutely. Both okay. of them. Yep. And do you think? I was close. The, I had to close the bar four Sundays in a row. Gotcha. Because the bartender the and the guy who was working Sundays just decided to not come back. Yeah. Just like that. So the new place in Bernie, do you think that that's, that'll happen sometime this year or next year? I wish it, it can happen this year. I mean, it's just sitting there. Let's, yeah. let's rephrase that. If you had full staff at yeah. Follows, full staff at Bar 301. I will open tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So it's all based on staffing and hiring. We're hiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Follows Bar 301. If you're looking for a yeah. job, if you're sitting at home and you're right. ready to... Yeah, get and to work. Is the one in Bernie, Bernie kind of a, sim, a similar setup, or is it just? No, we're gonna uh, do a spinoff uh, and flip it. You know, Frollo's is known for pizza. Yeah, and I want to have less pizza at the other place and uh, more uh, dishes and more pastas, more uh, proteins, things like that. More of an Italian restaurant, not so much of a pizzeria. Gotcha. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's different. I like that a lot. And that one will have a four liquor license and it's a different feel again, and. Uh, we have the property next door, so it'll be Frollo's. And then if 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 time and energy <laughs> permits, uh, yeah. then it'll, that'll be uh, hopefully Bar 302, you know. Ooh, so nice. you have Frollo's Bar 301. They're right next to each other. And Bernie will be the same, you know. I love it. That's awesome. Great yeah, concept. So. Bernie's a blowing up area, man. It's such Absolutely. a hot community right now. Yes. I love it. Um, there was one thing that I was going to bring up. And I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So the live music scenes you guys have. How do y'all pick and choose who plays? Like, do, do people reach out to you, or do you kind of have a, a certain schedule lined up, or people coming in? Open mic night. Open mic nights and stuff? We did that. So Esteban can join? We did that for a while, the <laughs> open mic, but that backfired. You get because, a little bad wow. or what? <laughs> that would be like me singing, and I'm horrible. Um, Good is a very subjective term. Right? <laughs> uh, first, uh, for 301, we thought, holy cow, where we're going to get so many jazz musicians yeah. or blues and things like that and we only knew about just a handful well the world got around and now they just send resumes videos hey i want to play i want to play there that's awesome um same thing with frollos you know we had the same schedule forever wednesdays are pretty much your quote quote audition and you don't get paid we pay you with pizza and beer or wine whatever you want and then you make tips yeah that's your audition so you can get on a paid night, which is Thursday through Sunday. Gotcha. And we have a lot. We have musicians that come all the way from Austin and Houston uh, to play off Rados. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I still remember that one night you had a, uh, where were they banned from? They were from a different country, like South America somewhere. Uh, and Fabio was there. Fabrizio. Oh, Fabrizio. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Fabrizio's band. That's Fabrizio's band. That's who, okay, yeah. That whole, right. band, that whole setup was awesome. That right. night was amazing. Yeah, that was uh, the day before uh, Manu's uh, retirement, yeah. And there was one guy there from Argentina, and we didn't know, but he was 
a big deal over there. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Then that was fun, though. <laughs> nice. I remember. That was a fun night. That was, that was a, a yeah. worldwide broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, Ed yeah. Yeah. That's right. They did yeah. a live TV from Argentina. Holy yeah. cow. Oh, I forgot. You did a video. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I look back on my system. That was a fun night. That was such a good time. Yeah. But anything I'm missing that we can cover that you want to get out there and, and share with the community? Be patient. Yeah. To, be, you know, <laughs> be patient to restaurants. I mean, I already said that before. Yeah. And uh, just come prepared that, that you might wait a little longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't be so, I don't know, judgmental on on you know to restaurants and bars to to the industry mm-hmm. right now I, I don't know about any other industry i mean i don't know about you guys i'm i'm pretty considerate of all restaurants right now yeah. being that you're not the only one suffering no, this right i drive past every restaurant and it's like they just open they have this now hiring sign correct yeah. everybody all, everywhere it doesn't matter where you go well, nice I, restaurant I saw that coming and I, I, I texted my friend uh, uh tom curio from kings five and i said hey you might want to look into this Remember, I told you this a long time ago, and, and uh, sure enough, he did a he did a piece on on this, and I saw it coming. I mean, uh, I think I called it the new pandemic. Yeah, it was going to hurt more than than you think. Right. So hopefully, it stops because, like I said, people want want to throw in the towel, and uh, I don't know. So I want to get back to that's my normal. Yeah, I want to have some. Have some fun. I mean, I'm back to I'm back <laughs> on, I'm back on working, you know, 16, 18 hours a day, just like when I opened, God. 18 years later. <laughs> right. Well, great food and amazing experience, worth being patient over. I'll tell you that much. But yeah. Frank, thanks for coming on, my man. I appreciate your time and all the words of wisdom you have. I look up to you a lot, and so is Esfan as well. And thank you for joining us, man. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that's a wrap. Yeah, cool.